This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi everyone and welcome to Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. Today I'll be discussing perfectionism. Make sure it works for you and not against you. Think back to a time you strived for the perfect result in an assignment, exam or a work project. Was it perfect or close enough or good enough? Without perfectionism, no great achievements can occur, but too much can bring us down and not enough can also bring us down. Think of a master builder, a concert pianist, a great chef. All these people have to work with perfectionism. Fulfilling ambitious goals and dreams is only possible when we strive for perfection and deal with the realities of being imperfect many times. On the other hand, if you're not striving for such high-level success and yet you're approaching your daily tasks from a perfectionistic mindset, this may indicate imbalance and may be the result of a deeper issue that needs addressing. In this podcast, you'll learn what perfectionism really is, why it can be a problem, and how to manage perfectionistic tendencies and make it work for us. Perfectionism can stall us. It can prevent people from doing things. You know, you often hear people say, if I can't do it well, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to bother. Or if it's not good enough to show, what's the point? Perfectionism can work the magic out of things for us. A concert musician, by the time they're on stage, has to have gone well beyond perfectionism and be in what's known as a state of flow. They're hardly conscious of what they're doing. Part of being excellent, being at the top of any field, is the experience that includes failing a lot and grappling with the perfecting. The definition of perfect is, in fact, being entirely without fault or defect, or to make something completely free of faults and defects. Perfectionism is something we're meant to grapple with in adolescence. Adolescents have the emergence of ideals as part of their developmental phase, and part of the work of being an adolescent is that we grapple with the ideals that are emerging within us, these constructs, and how they relate to reality. So there's very much a negotiation between the ideals of, say, feeding the world with the reality of how would that be possible. To make matters more complicated, ideals change. As fashions change, technology, theories change. Think of dancing styles, music styles, sports that were once frowned upon. Think of the blues and ragtime, which turned into the major reputable jazz music industry. The waltz was banned by the Pope in the 1820s and American etiquette books called it vulgar and the objections were the degree of physical contact and that it encouraged bad thoughts in men when they placed their hands on a woman's body. The waltz is now, of course, exemplified as a form of perfection in dance. Snowboarding was first a toy for a child and now it's an elite Olympic sport and people seek perfection in this as well. So ideals of what's perfect constantly change, and yet we continue to seek the perfect, are measured and judged by perfection in many areas of life. I had a first-hand experience of this in my PhD. I started with a fashionable ideal research process, but by the time my PhD was being examined, 
that way of doing research was now frowned upon and it had fallen out of fashion. It was a nightmare. And now, 20 years later, the same model of research, the same theoretical basis is back in fashion with famous theorists claiming it's the best, most ideal form of research. So what's behind perfectionism when it's a problem? Perfectionism can be a result of low self-worth and feeling judged or judging ourselves harshly. We can be striving for perfection from that deeper insecurity and not even know it. Even some high achievers suffer this. We all know someone or we may have been someone who had a parent we felt we needed to prove ourselves to or an older sibling we compared ourselves against who we could never be as good as. We can find ourselves continuing in this mindset of never feeling good enough long after we've left home, that whatever we do, we could always have done better or always comparing ourselves with those who do even better than us and never with those who do less well than us. Imposter syndrome can also be behind perfectionism. I find this often results when people have achieved much, but they haven't taken the time to integrate their human beingness with their human doingness, connecting what they do with who they are. So what they've done and where they've arrived in life is unanchored in themselves personally. It doesn't sit comfortably with them because it doesn't really connect and sit with them. Self-perception is less accurate, according to the research, than others' perception of us. So if your boss has recruited you, they've assessed you to be good enough for the job and that you'll learn the rest on the job. You may not think you're good enough for the job. You'll have to trust the person who recruited you. When we're overly using perfectionism and we're in a mindset where it's really working against us, we're typically in a mode of control. And control is what works with children, but it doesn't work with adults. We, we'll find ourselves out of control somewhere else in our lives if we're controlling ourselves. We're meant to be in a sort of self-management process, and that's how we deal best with the idea of perfectionism because, again, it's only an ideal. It's not reality. We find ourselves very much in a state of obsessive passion rather than harmonious passion. And that harmonious passion that I mentioned earlier of the concert musician, when they're in a state of flow, that's when perfection is working well for us. If we're in a harmonious state of flow, and in fact, we're enjoying the perfectionism largely. If we find ourselves rigid, anxious, stressed, distressed, unbalanced, having accidents, not able to play, and lacking a sense of balance, we're going to be lacking the competitive edge and finding that perfectionism is working against us. Perfectionism is also linked with some mental health disorders. People with depression will often be grappling with perfectionism, with being very punishing of themselves. There are pressures of being at the top of any field, and we see this most publicly in the media, especially in the sports and arts, where people are under constant spotlights and especially when the strongest and famous sports people and artists hit one of their lowest points, the paparazzi typically takes advantage and we see their mental health struggles because of their perfectionism they're still having to deal with when they're not being perfect. Artist Vincent van Gogh famously pushed himself to keep perfecting his art despite major health issues and then went insane and cut off part of his ear. Aristotle apparently once said, no excellent soul is exempt from a mixture of madness. Anyone who's reached the peak of their industry, 
profession or art, has had to seek perfectionism and then find a balance and make peace with it. If not, it makes them fail, become ill, mad or even die. Think of musician Elton John. He pursued perfectionism. He suffered for it. Then he conquered perfectionism and lived to show us how. So what are some practical tools to manage perfectionism? Make sure your perfectionism works for you and not against you. If it's making you or others around you miserable, it's probably misdirected. Remember, it's an ideal, a direction. The path and the goalposts will probably change along the way. Remember self-worth. Are we overcompensating? Ask yourself, am I trying to prove something to someone? Who comes to your mind? Ask yourself, am I good enough? If I'm not perfect in the way I think I should be, if others think I am already good enough, can that be enough? Ask, does everything I do have to be perfect? If so, this indicates a deeper problem. Importantly, risk being imperfect or you'll face regrets later in life that you didn't risk, that you didn't aim for your goals and passions. To be resilient, we have to dare and in daring, we take calculated risks. Watch your mental health. Catch yourself. If you're feeling anxious, depressed, or stressed, are you being too perfectionistic in your mindset and using shoulds and judgment and controlling yourself? If you're trying to prove yourself, are you trying too hard? Is it obsessive or is it harmonious, this passion that you have of being perfect? If you find yourself comparing yourself to those who do better than you, make sure in the next moment you also compare yourself with those who do less well than you. For example, if you compare yourself with someone thinner, compare yourself with someone fatter. If you are the striving type of person, remind yourself each time you're wrapping up your project that your next project result can be better than this one because we can always be learning and getting better at what we do. This is a way of making peace when you feel you haven't been as perfect as you wanted to be on that project. We're built to strive, achieve, be proud of ourselves and feel the ecstasy of fulfilling our dreams as perfectly as humanly possible for one instant in time and risk the reality of being imperfect many times. What's considered perfect and imperfect today won't be tomorrow. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening right now. Plus, don't forget you can access all of the resources mentioned in today's podcast via the show notes. Is there a pressing issue or topic you'd like me to discuss? Head to my Instagram at dramandaferguson and send me a DM. I love hearing from my listeners. If anything discussed in this podcast has caused you concern or distress, contact your general practitioner or health provider. To locate a psychologist in your area, call the Australian Psychological Society and locate Find a Psychologist Service on 1800 397 or visit www.findapsychologist.org.au. If you or someone you know is in crisis, Lifeline is available 24-7 on 13 11 14 and Kids Helpline, again 24-7, on 1800 1800 and both are free of charge. 
To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes. The opinions expressed by guests in these podcasts aren't necessarily shared by me.